0: You're listening to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, episode 124, sponsored by Jim Hanley's Universe, Fool and InStockTrades.com. the ifanboy.com pick of the week podcast it's episode 124 right, it's at 124 i'm a excited little, i'm little, josh a little, a little more energy there you know what it was it was a little play acting I okay it was <laughs> i'm josh and i'm here with uh that one i'm ron there he is and uh the other
1: guy he's dead hey <laughs> <laughs> are you on the pod? i'm, I'm back <laughs> he's back honor He's
2: back from, from abroad. How, how was how was your vacation, Connor?
1: Listen, I came back and my key card didn't work in the iFanboy office door. Oh, listen, about that. I had an yeah. intern let me in. It was very awkward. <laughs> listen, the guy said I could transport the balloons in my stomach and I would be fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's just wrong. It's still known the fact that Connor actually almost got busted for international DVD smuggling once. <laughs>
1: Listen, I don't like to like talk about that. <laughs> yeah.
0: ifanboy.com is our website where we are all about comics. We like them. We read them every week. Uh, one of us – we all read them all, but one of us has to pick the best thing that they read that week, write a review about it up on ifanboy.com, and then we come in here and talk about it on the website and all the other books of the week and usually other random shit like Connor smuggling DVDs. Uh, before we get to it, your warning – is that we are going to talk about the books of this week. Uh, so if you haven't read them, it would just be ridiculous of you to keep listening, unless you don't care that they get spoiled, in which case, you know, it's a lot of fun
1: anyway, so why not listen? So, uh, Connor, you got, had to get right to work. Get to work. <laughs> um, if, if I had known I was coming back to this week of comics, I would have stayed away one more week. <laughs> oh, that's not nice. It was um, not a strong week of comics. I had like... 17 books and most of them were very mediocre, which was tough when you have the pick of the week. But there were a couple of good ones, uh, and the best of the good ones was Fantastic Four 555 from Mark Miller and Brian Hitch, the second issue of their much vaunted run on Fantastic Four. And I have to say, I'm really not a big Fantastic Four fan. And I said in my review, I feel like I feel like I should be because they're like you know their seminal Marvel team. You know, they're, they're the first family of Marvel. They're the world's greatest comic magazine and all that stuff. And so I feel like as a comic fan I should like them, but very often when I read their book I don't. But this one I'm really having a lot of fun with. It's big, wacky science fun with Reed Richards and his science buddies. There's not really a lot of the rest of the fantasy core so far in the story. It's mostly been Reed Richards and Mark Miller's crazy science adventures. And really that's what the most fun is for me of the book is, is seeing – what goofy shit Mark Miller comes up with, and really, it's it's some. It seems to be the kind of stuff that the British writers excel at. The uh, Grant Morrison's, the Mark, the Warren Ellis's, the Mark Millers, of the kind of big idea, the pulp science stuff, the stuff that for some reason the American writers don't seem as good at. And I think that's a lot to do with the stuff that you grow up with. I think it's really interesting
2: that that this story. I mean, you could, you could almost see taking the Fantastic Four out of the story and putting the story in 2000 A.D. And yep. be- and believing it that, that it's happening, you know what I mean? Like the idea of that, you know, they're building another Earth, and you know, and and it, 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 I definitely see that that angle to it. I could see it in another book by Douglas Adams.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess that's where I could see.
1: Also He's not an American. I was, yeah, fact, sorry,
2: I was waiting for oh. Bill Bill Nini or whatever that his name is at the end of the movie of Hitchhiker's Guide with the little anyway not a good movie no um, it
0: wasn't smarty
2: part fast
0: <laughs> and um is
1: it and really- <laughs> that i like that book by the way oh, look it's the white fucking monty python nerd look at him go anyway go ahead connor <laughs> I, I just i have a lot of fun reading this book and and brian hitch is really doing a great job with the big science panels and the intricate technology and all the machines and the designs and and it's just fun it's just i think fantastic four should be fun i i I think um, when it goes off in the standard superhero land, it gets kind of dull because there's so much of that. But but you don't have a lot of books, especially from the mainstream companies, that are based around big science. Yep. And I think this book excels when it is about big science. It's more science fiction than superhero. And I think, so far, so good for Mark Miller made, taking it to a science fiction realm. Yep. Right now, there's no there's no real supervillain. There's, there's not like a it's not a standard superhero story there's, it's, there's right now it's a science problem yeah there's, there's no threat
2: yeah well we got and we got a little bit of of Johnny's Johnny's villain girlfriend towards the end right yeah but um, that just serves so he can nail her yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh no he's brought back European sensibilities <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I thought it was interesting that um, on the art side that Hitch was um, is the ink credit goes to Brian Hitch and Paul Neary uh, Paul Neary one of the great British inkers so I thought that was really interesting. I wonder how that division of labor is going and and whether, you know, he's doing one page and he's doing the other if they're doing them together or not, but I thought that was really interesting. They're, just, they're
1: sitting together at the table eating <laughs> at the same time each page. <laughs> well, there's so much detail. I wouldn't be surprised they've you know they're, they they've rotated giggling, the... poking each
2: other and giggling and <laughs>
0: Well, well, you know that you know that like like so much faster than Hitch. Yeah, exactly. So like, he gets the page, and, and then he just sits there watching him like draw an arm really slowly. He's like, "Oh, come on, mate, let's go." Oh, Adiell, I finished two pages. You're still on the foot, mate. Come on, let's go. I liked this issue a lot better than the first one. I think probably just because it it got the story started and the other one was sort of like, this is what it's going to be like now. But there wasn't much story to it. Um, I actually thought the science was okay. I mean, it was a little – I was like, wow, look at you just being like global warming's fucked us. That's that's a bold stand to take. But I I actually liked – I like the family dynamic of this one a lot better. We're like, Reed's kind of a jerk yeah well. you know and, and like they're letting him be like that and it's funny because this has been going on for 40 plus years now so you're at the point where like sue drop him he's a prick he's not paying attention to you but i i but, think the,
2: i think the adding the the added tension of his former you know like the of of the of the former i don't know girlfriend or you this, know, this is fantastic yeah it's fantastic that's a great that's a that's an even better angle to it i think
0: yeah i, I mean i think if, if that's the way you're going to do it with like a almost like an oc kind of thing like yeah. it's just <laughs> yep. it's just horrible and i mean that's that's enough to make me read more that's interesting to me because you know this whole other earth thing's not going to freak i like how how ben um was completely dismissive i Ah, you'll figure it out no big deal anyway let's talk about the home life yeah.
2: <laughs> well that's i mean and, and that's what he is i mean like he kind of le- you know let's redo the science stuff and then he worries about everybody else you know so, well, so
1: it I, was I, interesting that sue wasn't even in this issue
2: yeah, no, she's barely in it. Yeah, no, she wasn't even she's in it not in yeah. this at all. Yeah, that's true.
0: The only thing that I had is that in the scene where Johnny got up and went and then started fighting the girl and then making out with her, it seemed really choppy. Like I felt like I yeah. was missing panels. Did Did you guys experience that?
2: I, I thought that was a little. It was a little. I don't say tacked on, but a little rushed, or I don't know. Like um, I, I just yeah, I got the same feeling. The
0: sequence of the panels, like I was like, wait, 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 what happened here? Like it
2: was kind of. I mean, I, these guys are better than that. I thought. Yeah. No, I shouldn't I, be feeling. This I same. was impressed with the accuracy of the of the um, of the roadways that they fought on. <laughs> no, seriously, there's there's a couple. There, I mean, it's right around the Triborough Bridge and stuff. And and there's a couple of shots where I'm like, I know exactly where that is. And I thought I was really impressed by that. I thought. You know, yeah, that, it like. was actually I saw a
0: very slow moving British man with a Bristol board uh, <laughs> <down
2: here. laughs> on the shoulder
0: on the shoulder <laughs> of the Deegan. Just like. yeah, he was like. Oh my let's uh, see. So the bridge is here. And then there was another guy behind him with a with a ink quill and he was just like come on come on come on and That's what it's like. He's he's like the bulldog in the cartoon and then the little yappy dog is Paul ne- I don't know. I'm i do not know where I'm going with
1: this. <laughs> anyway, so Connor <laughs> What I like about the science is that it's like every goofy science fiction trope you know, like, the scientists know what's best for us, so they're going to create this utopian society in the second Earth. But, you know, come on. All, this stuff always goes wrong. Yeah, the and, the and, robots that protect everybody, it's straight out of Westworld. I mean, that's what I like they, about it. And, of course, their base is in the North
2: Pole. Right. You know, of course, they have to work there where nobody will find them, you know. As, uh, yeah. I'm huge fan of cap robots. I thought that was a really fun idea. Caprobots?
0: Just because it's, it's just so
1: disrespectful. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... Come on. And Connor,
0: you had it in your review. were like, don't you people watch these movies? <laughs> You're supposed I don't. you know what I don't get? I get, is that you Alyssa's, I get that Alyssa is supposed to be a genius, but I don't think that they're playing her that way. Like really? she seems incredibly naive to me. Like maybe she's smart. Well, no,
1: no, least, have you ever met really, really smart academics? No, of, no, not no. at all. There is a – a, uh, and some of them I've met and hung out with, there is a certain amount of real-world naive, naivete. Yeah,
2: and yeah.
0: I think that they play that and read really well, but she seems more to me like 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 that oh, like the OC person, like the really like like the like the sexy person who's come to fuck up your life. You know what I mean? Like more than anything else, more All than right, when that happens. <laughs>
1: but I, um, <laughs> what happens? I to me LC, I like, <laughs> it's like riding a bike, boys. It's like riding a bike. Oh. <laughs> So I, I really had a good time with it. I think it's fun. I really enjoy the fact that I like Fantastic Four, but at least I'm having a good time with it, and I feel like that's, that's good.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if this is the best thing in the world, but it's, 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 it, definitely, it definitely makes Fantastic Four. It makes, it's got me buying Fantastic Four again, which I haven't done in a while. And hey,
1: so. Fantastic Four is back to being a top seller. Not the top seller, but it's a top seller. So yeah. it's, it's the second highest pulled book on iFanboy. fanboy, so that's telling you something. There you go. Well, well, well. Josh? Um, yes. Iron Man Into the Mandarin, number six. I'm That's guessing true. that this was not the highest-pulled book
0: on so, iFanboy.
1: It's, <laughs> a, it's a goddamn
0: crime! Uh, we, got, we got the final issue of the six-issue mini from uh, Joe Casey, uh, Eric Kennedy, and uh, Dave, Dave Stewart. Stewart. I just wanted to make sure I said Kennedy correctly this time, because last time it was a horrible mess. I, I, didn't, I didn't love the ending.
1: No, I thought the ending—I was really expecting this to be a pick-of-the-week candidate, but it, yeah. sort of end, it sort of ended very quietly.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of sort of panels with action and, but not really a lot of plot that took place near the end. And then basically, uh, just for those of you not following, what this is, is a uh, it's a it's a miniseries uh, about sort of the first time that Tony Stark uh, as Iron Man meets the Mandarin and they fight. And for most of this, it's been a really good, really good Iron Man story. Good classic oh, stuff. Beautiful. Beautiful art from Eric Kennedy all the way through. I, I I wouldn't complain about that for a second. But basically, like, the ending, this is the last one, and you're left with, like, you know, the villain gets away, and nothing's really resolved, and, and I, I guess maybe this will lead into more issues like this. But but
1: Well, you know what I thought? When I was about halfway through it, I thought, okay, this is not really wrapping up. And I, mean, I got really excited thinking maybe it was going to say, like, you know, there's going to be a second one. You know, like, I, I thought maybe that's where way it was going. They were going to say, to be continued in, into the Mandarin part two, but that it didn't.
0: Right. Well, Cause it didn't you know, really,
1: it, there was no finality to it, at least to the maybe,
0: story. Maybe he just wrote it that way so he, that, like, they'd, they'd ha- like, I guess we have to ha- give him another one.
2: This whole this yeah. whole series seems like a big, uh, it's a very big enigma because, like, if you look at, if you keep track of the, the, the reprints market, this is not, this is going straight to trade. They're not doing a hardcover of it. Which is very curious and unlike Marvel. Normally, they do they do the issues, and they do a premiere hardcover edition, and then they do a trade after that. And this is going straight to trade, which is just kind of bizarre. Um, I would
1: recommend anybody. This is, I mean, even though this issue kind of ended softly, I think the whole series has been good. Yeah. And anybody who likes Iron Man or liked Iron Man and now dislikes him because of the Civil War and remembers liking him as a younger person, this is sort of the miniseries for you. And I think you should probably check it out. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, try, I haven't been reading the issues, but I'm gonna check it out in trade.
0: An- another really cool thing about it is, is, is that it kind of harkens back to more classic comic books. If you read, like, the Mandarin's dialogue, it is like, yeah. it's like it's old-school villain speak, which, mm-hmm. which uh, you don't see very often anymore because th- these are the times of the hood and not of the Mandarin. Or, you know, yeah. like, even, even Doom in Mighty Avengers, which we'll be talking about in a minute, was much more... I was like, that's not how Doom talks. He was much more subdued. But the Mandarin in this is just, uh, you know, full-on... A lot of that kind of stuff that we, we were talking about Godland last... last Month.
1: Normally, uh, I would relish the blood spilled here today, but I have long since evolved beyond <laughs> such pleasures.
0: And you know what? It, it's almost its almost a lost art to write the villains like yep. that in comic we, books because we it's we've so said classic. That's
1: Joe Casey's like, wheelhouse now is that drink that he, uh, <laughs> you know, this old sort of old 80s style Godland, uh, Iron Man Mandarin, Avengers miniseries he did. This is sort of his like, retro modern style he owns right now. And this yeah, is part yeah of that's, yeah. Well well and you, you referred to Mighty Avengers so Mighty Avengers
2: number 10 came out and um and I th- I think the f- the general feeling in the community out there is that they're they're not liking this arc but i i a blast with it i love i, lo- I love this issue and purely and this is i mean it's awful but i purely love the issue like i i totally fell hook line and sinker when they went back in the past in last issue and they changed the 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 coloring to be like the dot pitchy kind of old kind of silver age kind of printing um i actually thought it didn't look as good in the issue this month as it did in those pages last month but the the bottom of the page uh promos that like marvel used to do had me like i saw that and I, I was like oh that's awesome i was like awesome
0: <laughs> I was reading that and I was like, "Oh, Ron is just filling up his pants over this <laughs> loved one. It. Just, oh, loved just
2: loved it. I, th- I thought, I thought, but I thought this issue was really good, except for the Sentry. I thought the Sentry was the weakest point." Well, he sucks the life out of any comedy. Yeah, exactly.
1: And I, I, I want the Iron Man, Doctor Doom buddy comedy.
2: Yeah, so because because honestly, like you know, like we had the conversation where Iron Man saying how they don't want to go back in the past, they don't want to screw anything up in the past because when they go back to the future, they can see the apes have taken over or something. And you know, Doom says I don't disagree. And then Iron Man thought bubble going Doom seen Planet of the Apes. <laughs> I thought that was re- uh, that made me laugh. But I love the Iron Man Doom uh, relationship. It's great.
1: I think.
0: Yeah. I think that could go a little further. Um, you know what? I, I really would like, and I, I sort of—I was alluding to this. I would like the doom speak to be ratcheted up about, fifteen yeah. percent. I could see that. Yeah, it was just—he was just a little too chummy, a little too normal. Like, yeah. What I really liked was the tension of the whole time. You're like, Tony, why are you trusting him? He's going to screw you over. Yeah, Tony. You d-? And the whole time, I'm like, what are you doing? What are you letting him? What yeah. you, it, it, it happened, you know, look, of course it happened. But it's, I, also, you know, like, I also
1: like the tension of t- Tony constantly trying to hack into his armor. Yeah. So you got the, you've got mm-hmm. the underlying, you've got the dialogue going on, but underneath that all, you've got the armor talking to each other, which yeah. is a whole other thing happening, I thought that was very cool. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I like they're, 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 they're an interesting pair. You never, you know, Iron Man and Doctor Doom were never really, you never thought of them as people who fought. Yep. Uh, but they're but a they're perfect weird. They match. have a good history, yeah, they've got a good history, so...
0: They're, they're, they're opposites, basically. I mean, they're basically, you know, same size, two sides of the coin, I yeah. guess. Yeah, which is a,
2: a great way of thinking of them.
0: The best line in this was the thing about uh, a lot more people hate you than hate me, Doom says to, to Iron Man, yeah. I think. Yeah. And that that's just like the moment of a oh, shit. I mean, you know what's funny is that. Uh, Tony Stark has almost been getting sort of uh, redeemed in the other books because there are nine versions of Tony Stark in the Marvel Universe right now. It's totally true. There's um, no, right. no Tony. And this is sort of back to the more jerky one who made bad decisions and is sort of a- admitting it as opposed to the one in Captain America who is a noble guy and he's going forward with it. You know, like... Or the one in Iron Man is on vacation? <laughs>
1: and crazy. <laughs> he's on psychiatric leave. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, but I just yeah. don't like anything to do with the century, and the fact that they're back in this whole, the, the past where the century rules, yeah, and everybody knows who he is. I'm just like, I hate this. It just sucks, I hate yeah. every moment of
2: this. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, so I was really surprised this week. I picked up on a Lark Serenity Better Days issue number one uh, from Dark Horse Comics, and um, I did not draw that book. What do you mean? Uh, okay, it was a callback old Michael Lark joke oh right oh, nice there we go and uh, I, I didn't know what to expect uh, I I've, uh, Serenity you know Firefly was the TV show Joss Whedon did the kind of the wild west in space with an Asian influence kind of um, uh, well
1: it wasn't an Asian influence it was the future where yeah, China was, had,
2: was, yeah future where, no where there, there's an Asian influence in, in culture basically um, right because
1: China had taken over everything
2: right and um, I, I just watched the DVDs like months ago so I'm really late to the game of Firefly and I haven't even seen the movie yet this takes place before the movie so apparently people die or something I heard. So don't yeah, don't don't, don't, say, don't, tell me, you, don't tell me don't tell me.
0: No no so, I was gonna say but if you uh, had if this yeah. if the book had taken place after the movie yeah you, you, that would suck. Well
1: because, look you ruin you ruin astonishing yeah. X Men I think it's only fair that I ruin the movie for you. Ah I'm taking my headphones
2: off. <laughs> 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 but I listened. Um, I'm sorry. You were gonna read Uncanny anyway. Anyway, real quickly. Um, the it, this is written by jo- Joss Whedon and Brett Matthews, and the art is similar in the Buffy kind of vein. Where you know, like the cover, of course they make they make it look like the actors, but in the book they kind of look like the actors. They don't. It's not actually totally photorealistic. But it's just a reminder of when Whedon is writing these characters he's created, like, and you're reading it, and you can hear the characters' voices in your head. It's just, it it was just a delight to read. It was a lot of fun. It was like you could hear, and these are really, really good characters, and I'm really a big fan of them. Um, yeah. And it was just great to hear them in action again. The only complaint is that because of the the Chinese influence, like the points in the, remember in the show when they would curse and they would curse and they, you know, they Chinese, go, yeah. Yeah. It's actually the Chinese characters. Which is right. I don't know what to make of that. So in my head I would just go blah blah blah, you know, like it's just like. <laughs> but um, but
0: this, we didn't know what to make of the like Richard or yeah, horse, yeah, so.
2: exactly, yeah. But it just it was kind of th- it was a kind of throw off when I I would expect it phonetic. I guess I would expect it phonetically.
0: Oh, is is Jane still alive in this one?
2: Yes. So oh. um, Jane's should, in the movie, he's um, in the movie. Um, so it was really good. So if you're a fan of Firefly, it's it, it is worth checking out. It is it was really really
1: good. I was a fan of Firefly. I was a fan of Angel. A fan of some of Buffy, and I I read the Buffy comic, but I have no interest in reading Angel or Serenity. Well, check, uh, check out Serenity. I think you'd be surprised. If you go back to the store, check it out. If I did go to the store, I'd go to Jim Hanley's Universe because it's one of America's best, and most progressive comic book stores. <laughs> Jim Hanley's Universe offers the best selection of comic book titles and related merchandise from mainstream to manga to minis. Jim Hanley's Universe has it all. Jim Hanley's Universe is located opposite the Empire State Building in Midtown Manhattan at 325 New Dorp Lane in Staten Island. And you can visit Jim Hanley's Universe on the web at www.jhuniverse.com or at myspace.com slash jimhanley'suniverse. Jim Hanna's universe, where art and literature meet. You know, you cannot say Staten
0: Island without me thinking Adrian Toomes, Vulture. <laughs> it's amazing how that got imprinted on my brain.
1: Uh, <laughs> Lone Ranger and Tonto, Brett Matthews, which is strange. He writes Lone Ranger. He wrote Serenity. Oh yeah, um, he wrote Serenity. Yeah, uh, Lone Ranger Tonto. This was a one shot. I guess this is a sort of the um, get people to check it out kind of kind of dealy. Yeah, because it's been a while since the last issue of the Lone Ranger, and this was just a really. This was a really strong. Actually, this was this was probably the, the closest uh, anything came to unseating Fantastic Four's pick of the week. It was just a one-shot issue of the Lone Ranger and Tonto dealing with a bad guy. It was really you know sa- standard stuff, but it was really well done. The art from Mario Guevara is is very European and very unlike with anything else in comics right now. Um, look, it it doesn't look like it doesn't look like a Western comic at all. Just, it was exciting, it was Lone Ranger action, it was Tonto action, it was morally ambiguous. It was, it was somewhat of a Jonah Hex kind of deal with the bad guy is, is is not as clearly bad as you think. And at the end, you're kind of left scratching your head at whether or not the right thing happened.
0: And it was very, very good. Cool. could pick that though because that would have been just too... There's Connor again. There's
1: been me and five people talking about that. Yeah, Yeah. after after
2: you talk about Dan Dare, you can go talk about that book. Um, Shut up. Anyway, um, uh, so we talked about Joe Casey a little earlier. Joe Casey um, had The Last Defenders number 1 come out, which was actually uh, co-plotted by Joe Casey and Keith Giffen, which I thought was interesting. Um, I was like, And um, Because Giffen's got a long history with the Defenders. and um, So uh, uh, Casey did the script, Giffen did the co-plot and breakdowns, and Jim Muniz did the pencils. This is issue number one of of a a six-issue miniseries. This takes place right in the middle of the Marvel Universe and um, right in the middle of the initiative thing. And basically Nighthawk, um, who was the Squadron Supreme kind of leftover guy who was on Captain America's side and then switched over and joined Tony, pitches to start an initiative team for the Defenders. And so Tony agrees with him and gives him New Jersey, and also gives him. Um, this was funny, which was yeah.
1: funny.
2: Yeah, so they're the New Jersey defenders, and he gives them uh, Colossus, She Hulk, and um, and a guy named the the Blazing Skull in uh, skull and it was
0: kind of joey and surly.
2: Yeah, and this is essentially. Um, remember how we said Godland? We think that Joe, you know, kind of has a drink or maybe drops something or something, has a good time writing it. This yeah. had that exact same feel. I was laughing. It was like it was. A, I was totally surprised. It blew me away. I thought it was. It was totally like I love the defenders. And I didn't know what to expect, and I was just like, oh, look at Joe having fun in the Marvel universe. <laughs> so, this
0: was. This was Marvel. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know what it I was. mean? Yeah, like, totally. I was
0: like, Whoa, oh, slow down, everyone, because I, I was having trouble following it. I was just like, I didn't even know who Nighthawk, or is it Nighthawk? Yeah, Nighthawk. I didn't even know who the hell he was. I was like, wait a minute, that that's not the Black Knight. Who is that? That's... Somebody or other, and and um,
2: and it's it's it, it's tying into Defenders' history, and that towards the end, like towards the end, even I was a little um, out of it with the vi- well, they assume the villain with the floating head and the in the Givel Schwartz system, yeah, even I, but like and and there's one panel where the the a supposed villain's looking at all different incarnations of the Defenders, so you assume that it ties into Defenders' lore, and that's why Giffen's kind of involved. It, you're right it was steeped in marvel but it was just like literally i could picture joe just pouring a drink and 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 just going oh i'm going to write this comic book whatever i don't care <laughs> you know <laughs> then, then, then keith giffen came in with like put this weird shit in there too yeah put
0: so. put these other characters that nobody's thought about for 30 years yeah
2: it was good though it was good yeah also really good uh, nova number 11 continues to be my most underrated science fiction book most underrated comic book out there this is a, a science book. I mean, this yeah. is like a
0: science – it was the, the techno-organic virus yeah. and just
2: – wow. I was just like – because um, because not only is it science fiction and not only is it Cosmos and everything, but we see the return of Warlock, who was uh, uh, used to be in in The New Mutants, who I thought actually was dead. Um, did, did you like that character? Oh, yeah. Like, previous lo- – Oh, yeah. I love them. Love them.
0: Was he written I, – because I, I don't really have an experience with it. I was curious. Was he written – like is is it the same type of character writing in this that that it was before? Because I wouldn't think you'd like a character like that.
2: Yeah, but. dead dead on, dead on. Okay, yeah. So it was it was de- it was Warlock. Um, it was it was really good to see him again. And although it's kind of like he, they brought him back a couple times now in different kind of uh, in Excalibur, he came back kind of in a weird way. So I don't know what the – explain. I might have missed something where he came back or I don't know. But, yeah, no, it is very science-y and I, and I dig it. I love it. I love it. Every month it comes out.
0: Yeah, it was it was, it was was good. I actually had fallen behind on Nova and I read a bunch of them to catch up, including the annual, which was spectacular. Yep. Uh, so. uh, that came right before this
1: one. It was good stuff. Never yeah. in my life would I have thought I'd hear Josh say that Nova was spectacular. I feel vindicated.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I can get over the Warlock stuff, but I really want to know what happens with the virus. I need yep. him I, – I need to get that sorted out pretty soon. Okay.
1: Batman Confidential, number 14, was, was very... I'm dying. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Batman Confidential, 14, was very good. Um, Tony Bedard and Arags Morales on art, which is kind of confusing, because he's also on the art for Nightwing, and I read online that he can't really handle more than one book at a time, so I don't know how this happened. But this is basically, it's, 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 as I said last time, it's a, a Legends of the Dark Knight-style book where this is t- telling a story of um, Nightwing. This is this is Nightwing is the guest star. He's sort of the first year of Nightwing, so it's way back on the yellow oval stage of Batman. What started off as sort of a you know standard supervillain comes and Batman's got to fight him, and he's knocking off police officers. It's turned into a very interesting mystery, something to do with, with the night that Batman's parents were killed, something to do with Jim Gordon on that night, and that's the reason why this guy is back and killing police officers. So now Batman is obsessed with finding out what happened on the night his parents died, and. Great art by Rags Morales. Um, just Tony Bedard does a really good Batman, really good Batman universe. And Alfred, the whole deal, is, and, and and he does a really good uh, Dick Grayson also.
0: Is this book sticking around? For the, I don't know. You know I don't. It feels like the kind of book that like you know won't be around that long. But like right now, it's going to start to get
1: good after a year or so. It's well, the first, the first, the first couple were not good.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, no. I, I was under the belief that the Confidential series were not long for this world.
1: Yeah, that's what, yeah. We
0: don't know anything, basically.
1: Well, if it saying. goes out on this one, it'll go out on a bang.
0: Was it the end of the story?
1: No, this is, this is part two of four. It's got at least two more months in it. All right. Good. If you like Batman, you're looking for old school Batman fun because uh, you're not really getting that in the current Batman books. That's Batman Confidential is where to get it.
0: Hmm.
1: Madman number seven came out this month, and you know, a, a couple. You know, I've
2: been watching the series closely because I'm a big fan of Mike Allred. I, I can't tell you what the hell's going on in it, but I can tell you that this issue was a silent issue. Was there was no word balloons or dialogue or anything in it at all, and it was... Did Madman
1: save Scarlet from Storm Shadow in this issue?
2: No, but it was fantastic, and I'm pretty sure Madman got married at the end of it, but I can't tell you that because there was no words. He um, didn't actually say it. They're not really married. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was just—it was really, really beautiful. And this continues to be a showpiece of Mike Allred's art. And like, if you're curious about Mike Allred, just pick up this issue. You don't need to know what's going on. You can—the t- storytelling is tight enough that you can understand what's happening. You know, he's lost in space. He crashes. He meets his friends up again. He meets the girl. He kisses. And you see, there's some sort of ceremony. And it just—it was just beautiful. And I just uh, adored it. It was so Madman just continues to wow me every month. And he does something different with every issue. And it's—it's it's not so much that its, it's so post modern that there's no real story, but that's okay sometimes.
1: Does it wow um, you because it's good or because he tries different experiments in every issue? Because
2: he tries different no, I think it wows me because he's trying different experiments and they're good. You know what I mean? Would
1: this would this book annoy me?
2: Yes, probably. No, actually this actually I became of made. I I no, I because you like I don't know what's happening,
0: but it's great. I can I, he he t- tells a story well. Like I, I you I don't get it.
2: Well, no, no. I mean, I I'm from a continuity standpoint issue to issue and stuff like that. Like I'm not really 100% on where the story is going and what's happening, but if you look picked up this issue, I think you would like it because you can understand what's happening and the art is beautiful.
0: What is Madman? I've never uh, I don't understand. We don't have time for
2: that. Okay. <laughs> He's very angry. I,
0: what is the deal?
2: I'll tell you some I, other time.
0: <laughs> are there trades
2: of it? Yeah, or yeah. There's a, uh, Image has a huge $150 hardcover for, with everything in it. You should check it out. Wow. So. I bet I could find that at InStockTrades.com.
0: You could. Yeah, they've got everything up to 37% off and free shipping on any orders over 50 bucks. There are over 5,400 trade paperbacks in stock and ready for your order right now. New releases are listed every Wednesday and stuff usually ships within 48 hours. What a, what an excellent solution. Uh, so that's, that's trade. Tra, I can't say it. There it is.
2: <laughs>
1: Josh is really on
0: there. <laughs> I'm stroking out. In
2: stock oh trade. that's <laughs> awful
0: oh <laughs> uh, and if i was to uh go there i would probably buy a copy of this week's book of the month which they have at a big discount what's the uh, url again it's www.instocktrades.com you.
1: <laughs> maybe you should do the ads and other people's voices that way you yeah you that way cool. you I can actually say i
2: it.
0: definitely speak better as not myself <laughs> you talk way better as augie I'm going to do the next one. is Jay Peterman.
2: <laughs> All right. So book of the month time. So the, Connor was on vacation when the book of the month came out. So we didn't talk about it the week. It was It was up on ifanboy.com. But now you're back. And so why don't you explain yourself in this this Queen and Country Definitive Edition.
1: Yeah. As Ron said, this is the book of the month. This is a new feature on ifanboy. Last, last month's book was Godland uh, from Joe Casey. That was Josh's book of the month. My book of the month is Queen and Country, the Definitive Edition, Volume 1 from Oni Press. And it came out earlier this year. If you go back in time uh, to iFanboy.com, you would have found that many of the pick of the weeks were Queen and Country. Yeah, uh, yep. very very many, very very many of them. But luckily you weren't around so you weren't really bothered by that like we were. The um, <laughs> two of them were <laughs> <laughs> If I can just explain, only uh, Queen and Country is Greg Rucka's spy series. It's based on the Sandbaggers series from, from, from BBC. Is it BBC, Josh? I don't remember which. Uh,
0: it's actually uh, Yorkshire Television, YTV, uh, uh, Granada 4. Network. Granada, yeah. nice.
1: Um, it's a spy series. It takes place in MI6, which is the British version of the CIA, the outside spies, the ones that go outside the country and deal with things like assassinations and and um, moving people around that shouldn't be moved around and getting information out of countries and spying on, on a foreign lands. So that's That's the... Set up, and uh, what it is is it's a nice mix of action and intrigue. In that you get a lot of action, you get a lot of missions. This definitive edition is broken up into three sections, three different missions. But you also get the the politics involved, and how do these missions come up, come about? And what about when the people in charge don't want the mission to happen, but the people on the ground know it needs to happen? How do they get How do they get around that? And how does that work? And then what happens after the mission's over? What what, the, what happens to the agents? They come back and they just killed somebody. Do they just brush that off and keep working, or do they take to the bottle and to do random sex with people in bars? And and that's that's what this series is about. It's about not only um, the action, but but basically espionage in the modern world. There's a lot to do with um, this. This book basically started in 2001, so it, it, 9/11 happened in the middle of it, and it's dealt with towards the end of the book. And what what it's like? It's not James Bond, you know. You don't jump around in tuxedo drinking martinis. It's a lot more. Um, psychologically damning than that and this is great, Dirty. great, great yeah
0: i mean like you, you like you, you the life of the spy like are all of these horrible moral choices and then and then coming home and having to sort of deal with the emptiness of it, your actual life yep. this book is this book is so effing good oh it's so good and and like the first story with that steve rolston art is just yep. you know
1: nails you <laughs> Well, there's three stories. The first has got art by Steve Rolston, which we think was his first professional comic work, his first paid work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his first professional work. Yeah.
0: I was looking, I was like, wow, he's done a few things. He did like a a, a little uh, graphic novel with with Brian Wood once called Pounded. Um, I heard that wasn't
2: very good, but I don't think that was Steve Rolston's fault. (laughs) No. It just it,
0: like I love looking at his artwork and I was I actually looked him up like where the hell's this guy been right now I he's doing an original graphic novel for Minx I think so he's
2: sort of been off the Oh for that's a while. perfect for him. Oh that's yep. that, yeah. that's that's a great fit. Yeah. I got to I got to say that that I you guys have been the Queen and Country fans I've I've read a few miniseries here and there but I'm not nearly as uh, tied up on it but I got to say this format the definitive edition the kind of like the smaller sized you know like almost the same size as the pocketbooks uh, from Strangers in Paradise um, yep. that's we talked about that last week with Tom Caters. I I, re, I was looking at the store and I'm like, Yeah, I could get into this I can get into this format for this book. It's so. a sexy
1: little format. It, it really is, is it is a
2: sexy little number, isn't it?
1: <laughs> um it, it holds hey, baby, 12. what you doing later. Come on. It come holds. On, let 12 me show you issues. Come to see a page. <laughs> uh, issues issues one through twelve plus a little bit of bonus segment plus just a little bit of uh extras in the back. A little and, bit um, of bonus, huh? Nice. Yeah. In the back. Fort, <laughs> 40, <300. laughs>
0: you know, what's funny is that when we first heard that this was going to be the smaller format.
1: Connor and I were like,
0: "No! Oh, oh, come on." Then we saw it and we were like, "Oh." oh and it was they, it was
1: it was looking at me. So I was like, "Hey, it's very counter you it. the, you know, the, the the industry trend is to go oversized, big hardcovers, big oversized books, but this is this is opposite of that. And it actually really works well for the story. The art doesn't suffer, and it's very portable, and cool. it's really nice looking on the shelf, and it's very hefty. I mean, it's good value. It's um 19.95 is the cover price. You can get it in stock trades for much cheaper than that, but for the, for the, even for the cover price, it's a really, really good value. I mean, you're getting 12 comics for 20 bucks. Yeah, and, and, um, and what's funny is that I haven't even read it, but I've been recommending it to people. And the
2: people who I've recommended it to have gotten back to me saying they loved it. So I figure... <laughs> if, if, you if you ever gotten to read it? Uh, maybe. Yeah, no. i got a really high stack right now. But, yeah, no, I would it's like better. to.
1: I would like to. So. And if you've, if you've read it and you like it or if you own this volume, um, volume two, which is the next 12 issues, comes out in April. So that's going to be good, too. I do love, the, I, I do love the cover dress.
0: I'm going to guess this is really good for a, a, a reread because the release schedule was not all that good, and it's a black-and-white book with just people. So while he did a very good job at the back of, of like giving you a roll call of everybody who was in it, there are times where you're like, now wait, is this Tom, or is this Crocker, or is this Ed? Because well, uh, you, you know, they're all just white British dudes in black-and-white. So
1: Well, as I said in the review, the I think... Twelve issues came out over the course of like three years, something like that. And reading it all together is a whole new experience because we read it as issues came out, and there was a lot, a lot of misconceptions happened from that. You lose Mm -hmm. track of threads, you forget how things go. I was always under the impression that it was a lot less action oriented than it actually was. Right. You know, because the thing that stuck with me was always the intrigue. But reading it all in one, you get there's a lot of action, and you really it really is. you really focus on the characters, and you follow the threads a lot easier in this format than you do with the issues. Because the issues, you know, you'd get one every three, four months, and you'd, you would sort of lose track. But, but uh, all at once, was, I read it all in one go, and it was just fantastic. Cool, cool. very cool. Yeah, so this is a great book
2: yeah so and so as we mentioned as you mentioned earlier if you go to instocktrades.com and, and look up you know either search for oni and oni press which publishes it but it's there or just search for quitting country they've got it and it's super discounted so uh definitely check it out there at instocktrades.com
1: you can also go to by to read my review which is much more coherent yes than uh, what just happened <laughs> well, he didn't have me interrupting him the whole time he was writing it <laughs> i'm also um on the very cusp of the end of the WonderCon plague so I'm very barely holding it together finally Jesus (laughs) (laughs) so. <laughs> <laughs> all right so um,
2: um under plague <laughs> so moving up, moving right along before we um before we get into uh the audience email and voicemails um we want to talk about a couple of other comic books that came out this week but what the uh what all of you thought of them if you if you don't know already you can go to ifanboy.com every week and you can pick the comics that you're buying this week and you can come back after you read them and rate and review them and we got a couple of reviews of some books that uh that we didn't talk about that we wanted to share with you all so josh do you want to take the first one
0: I can. De Campo or Dave Acampo as we know him, uh, wrote about Green Arrow and Black Canary number six, which we actually didn't talk about this month um, or this week. And and in, in he gave it a four uh, for the story out of five, and a five for the art because Cliff Chang was back on this issue. Oh, thank God! However, I think that the, he he wrote a very uh, good good. Uh, criticism which probably it has to do with the four. He So the other weakness in the series is that Winnick is Winnick's handle on the Black Canary. It's by no means terrible but to make a partner book work, I think you have to have a really great take on both characters and their dynamic together. thus far in the series Winnick seems to have a great handle on Oliver as a character, his feelings for for Dinah uh, for Roy for Connor, however, Black Canary, particularly in this issue, seems to be there to calm down Oliver and give him pep talks when he needs them. And while that works for the cor- current storyline, since it's really Oliver's sort of big tragedy, uh, it's not going to work in the long run. So in future stories, I hope that we get to see an insight into Canary's character and why she needs Ollie just as he needs her, and he's absolutely right. That's, that's interesting. Totally
2: right. Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. that is a, that's a yeah. great observation. Yeah.
1: Because so, we are yeah. still just reading a Green Arrow book right now. Yeah, it's true.
2: And He's also her. right
1: that it is Ollie's story, so maybe yeah. that next storyline will be... More based.
2: and also and also, Winix had much more much more of a time period writing Ollie and writing Green Arrow, and and yeah. while Black Canary appeared in it, she didn't appear in it nearly as much. And I think at this point, yeah, she's a foil; she's not really a character. So yeah, um, so it's
0: still just green. It's Green Arrow seventy two or whatever. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but it doesn't change the fact that Cliff Chang's art is beautiful, and I never want him to leave the book ever, or I'll it's get ang- or I'll get angry.
0: It's going to disappoint you. Yeah, I
2: know. Uh-huh.
0: Listen, with Norton drawing it, it's never going to be late. I can tell you that much. <laughs>
1: Okay, so. Um, <laughs> Zom, Zombox uh, wrote, he, he reviewed The Astounding Wolf Man. He gave it a five for story and a five for art, which is wow. the high, highest he can get. And he, sa- he said, um, Astonishing Wolf Man is a really excellent solo hero book. The lead is engaging, fun, and reminds me a little of the early Kyle Rayner days. An adult granted powers who was trying to figure out the crazy hero world. He faces the dangers of his own powers, the tricks of a man who may or may not be manipulating him, yet he needs an. He needs, in order to learn anything, a regular life that is grow- a growing shambles. And uh, are either of you guys reading this book still or no? I stopped. Yeah.
0: I was waiting to see if it gets good again. If it was, I'd go back and get it in trade. But because, you know, the delays have hurt this book. I well, think, no, they're not.
2: But, but no, they're not. Well, the thing is, in, I'm, I'm still reading it. In its defense, they're not delays. They, they are on a bi-monthly schedule, which I believe they've, they've hit. I don't believe that I, it. Just it just takes forever for each book to come out. Um, right. I, I got to go back to see if they're actually coming out on time. But I do know it's not going to be a monthly book. You know, like. I agree with Zombox's um, thoughts about the character. it, it definitely it's, it's the kind of you know I've got these powers and what am I going to do with them how am I going to define who I am? I just have a problem a big
1: problem with the pacing. I just feel as if it's going super super fast and, that was my problem with the first issue. I thought yeah. it went by way too quickly and I thought that's probably why I didn't continue on it because I just thought it was yeah. all weird
2: yeah i mean i I enjoyed this the, the issue that came out this week. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I give it a five a five story five art, but definitely you know definitely like solid four and four you know like I, I definitely liked it
1: um yeah. it's the one book i always think about you know because i like kirk but i like his his creator on stuff a lot right i, I always whenever it comes out i'm always like should i buy that and i, I, yeah. I never do
2: yeah so
0: yeah so i'm guessing if you if you just if you go and you wait until like like the sixth the sixth issue comes out it's going to be the, the awesome thing like that happened
2: in Invincible. yeah it could be i mean it could be building up to that it's just taking forever so, yeah, so head over to ifanboy.com slash comics, and there you can pick all your comics, and you can uh, uh, come back and rate and review them, and maybe we'll read your review on the site, on the show here, or put, put it up on the site. Who knows? Who knows what might happen with your review? It's amazing. We
1: might do anything. We might sell it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so now's a good time to tell you all about a new uh, website for um, comic book stores and their customers. It's called foocomics.com and it give, uh, gives comic book stores and their customers cle- complete control over their subscriptions. If you go to a store, you might know sometimes it's hard to make sure the store gets what you want and all that kind of thing so this way stores can easily enter pay, uh, you know, their customers' subscriptions and generate their pull lists and be able to manage their orders and it makes it really easy to um, order their comics and manage the inventory. If you think your store needs this, tell them to go to foocomics.com forward slash ifanboy which is created by a comic collector and he knows exactly what, what you might be looking for. So that's foocomics.com forward slash ifanboy to learn more.
1: Email yeah. time. Andrew writes and says, you guys seem to have Always force titles on each other. When are you going to get Connor and Josh to read Savage Dragon? It has to be the best thing to come out of the out of the first five plus years of image. It was pretty much the only non-Marvel or DC book I bought throughout high school. The first twelve or so issues are kind of generic 1990s superhero stuff, even though I love it. But from issues fourteen to seventy five holds one of my favorite runs in all of comics. After Larson killed the world in issue seventy five spoiler alert. <laughs> it was still good, but the stuff before that was gold. Have you tried to get them on board, or do you know them well enough to know they won't like it? It's, I know this sounds crazy, but I think it could be worth its own video show, like Preacher or Sandman.
2: Well, we we've talked. We we did an episode a couple of months ago where we talked, and I talked about Savage Dragon Volume One, the first trade, and I believe I challenged Josh to read it. Um, yeah. It was like six issues, right? Yeah, yeah, no, less. I think it was a four issue type thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And
0: and he's right. It was generic nineteen ninety superhero stuff. I, it was good. I I enjoyed it, but I wasn't like,
2: oh my god, I need to have more. Yeah, no, and and and, and, and he's right. He's right from from issue fourteen pretty much till seventy five. It go, you know Larson Larson got a little wacky once he realized he went no,
1: on the crazy train. Yeah,
2: before. yeah, exactly. Once he realized that nobody was well, not that nobody was reading, but like just the diehards were reading. It, he, he definitely got on the crazy train, but it was a lot, a lot of fun. And, and i to this day, I would recommend that book to anybody who's a is fan there, of book Is yeah. there
1: a comprehensive trade they've been, do, they've been doing they've
2: been doing archives which are like essentials, which are black and white reprints, which I would recommend reading those because they're cheap and they're they're you know they're they're just good quick reads, and you really get to see Larson's artwork really nicely um, I don't know if they're doing comprehensive color reprintings or not. I would hope they do but
1: Maybe it's time for the tote bag
2: episode. Maybe. And and right. it, it, it just filled, it's filled with Savage Dragon archives. That's
1: all there is. <laughs> this, would like five. Oh. this would be more well, like Savage Dragon volume five? This would be more like Sandman. It's going to be Josh's Sandman. We might have to make him do that. Yeah. Oh, God. Isn't there
0: another book that can be my Sandman?
1: <laughs> well, if you have a suggestion of a book that could be Josh's Sandman,
2: you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com and let us know. We're We'd taking...
0: Good one.
2: Yeah. Hopefully. I don't
0: know if I could think of a better one for me. <laughs> because there's nothing that's it's not like you
2: could be like, oh, read X-Men from nineteen ninety one to two thousand. Yeah.
0: Like that would suck. Well, oh,
2: sure. But. don't forget, contact at iFanboy.com, email us, let us know what you think. Um onto the voicemails, we have a uh, question about a, a um not too popular uh DC character.
1: Hey guys listening to the uh, Logan number one pick of the week and I uh, finally figured out call in about this. I want to know uh, what do you guys think about what happened to the greatest comic book character ever, Ambush Bug. I mean, where did this beautiful aberration go? Why is it not still published today? Why, where's Keith Giffen? Uh, I know he's doing a lot of DC, but I mean, this is the greatest book ever. Anyway, uh, get back to me. Well,
2: I love it when people call in and we have an answer. Really? Because most often we just, we're, we're left with our pants down, and this time we actually have an answer, which is fantastic. You said you couldn't
1: see me doing this.
2: <laughs> um, so uh, Ambush Bug, for those who don't know, um, including Josh, is, a, is, is one of those um, um, obscure uh, characters that are loved by, um, by folk. Eight people. Yeah, by weird people. Um, eight. No, not weird. No, not weird. But, um, but there's only eight of them. No, they're no, more than eight. Know. You just because you don't know about it, Josh. Calm down. Oh, I don't even really know about it, but I'm curious. But anyway, so uh, Ambush Bug is uh, there is a mini series coming in July uh, uh, that's actually uh, plotted and penciled by its original creator Keith Giffen, and it's going to be written by Ro- Robert Lauren Fleming, and it's going to be six issues starting in July and give you all the Ambush
1: Bug that you've been yearning for. Connor, who is Ambush Bug? I don't fucking know. <laughs> get- he was a, he was, a, he, was a, he would pop up in books I read. He was. Uh, he was basically a comedy, you know, character. One of those goofy kind of Forbush Man type deals. Yeah, I was gonna
2: say I get the I get the feeling that he was like Impossible Man from Marvel, um, yeah. or Forbushman, or, or maybe even actually Morph from Exiles. You know.
1: Yeah. So. He, he, was, he was a he was a comedy sort of a postmodern ca- type of character. Yeah. He
0: knew he was if a comedy character. If you go to the DC panels at a convention, it's just ambush bug joke after ambush bug joke, and like. Four people are laughing at it, like it's the funniest thing of all time. And I don't get it. I don't know who he is, and I don't think anybody actually likes him
2: or knows about him. You're you're, you're opening us up to a floodgate of email and voicemail, I think. Oh, am I? Yeah, I, I think would so. never
0: do something like that. <laughs> there are a lot of loyal ambush bug fans. I know it. I've like had those people who stand up and they're like, "Did Dan Didio?" like, "Do you have a question?" And he's like. Yeah, when's ambush bug coming back? Like and every and like the three people are like,
2: oh, that's hilarious, ha 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 ha. It, it's not funny.
1: Yeah, that
0: was Sorry.
2: that
1: was that was firestorm like four years ago. I
2: remember that? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right.
0: And then the one guy who's like a really really rabid Hellcat fan.
2: Yes, well, it's a marvel.
0: Oh, anyway. same. I mean, they've each got them.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, if you've got something that you are a big fan of and you want to call and ask where the character is, you can call us at one uh, eight 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 fanboys. That's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. We appreciate it.
0: Let's, let's kill this. We're clearly out of practice. You know, like, you got Connor, he's, he's got the jet lag, and he's still suffering from the con plague. Hey, speaking of con plague, <laughs> um, if you are listening to this on Sunday, that means that yesterday our uh, WonderCon video show came out titled Wonder Plague. Yeah. And the reason it's, it's that, and, and you'll see it, is that uh, WonderCon in San Francisco a couple of weeks ago
2: tried to kill us. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it really like like Ron, you actually didn't get sick.
2: Yeah, no, just for the record, it tried to kill the both of you. And I, Gordon. and Gordon. I'm fine. I was maybe promo. Maybe I was pulling the strings behind and WonderCon.
1: <laughs> Everybody yeah. but you. Yeah. Everybody who I hung out with but you.
0: <laughs> A lot of people. Um and if you're if you're watching this show, you might notice that you can see me way too well. Um <laughs> because it is our first show in glorious high definition. Yeah, I would like to apologize.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> like, yes. So we've made we've made the jump. Now iFanboy, the video show, is in high definition. If you head over how do you get that? If you if you head over to iFanboy.com, there'll be a link to um, subscribe to the high definition RSS feed, or you can um, go to revision3.com forward slash iFanboy and download the high definition file directly. Um, the files are a little bigger, but if you for some if you have an Xbox three sixty and you put media on on to watch on TV, or if you have an Apple TV, or something like that. You're gonna to want to get this version because we we've upgraded our cameras, we've upgraded our equipment. You,
1: you, you really don't want to get this version. Yeah, well, not. <laughs>
2: why would you want that? The, the, the thing the thing I gotta say the thing the thing I gotta say though, aside from us in high definition, the artwork looks beautiful and crisp, yeah. and it's just like really more artwork, less the three of us. I think you know then we'll be okay. But
0: <laughs> that sounds like more work. But wait, there's more. There is more. You do not just get the one slicer. If you call right now, you don't just get the show in HD.
1: <laughs> so, Wait, so before, you before, you go, before you go to your spiel, it's important to note one quickly on the high def is that it's not the player on the website.
2: Yes, no. It's just, that's the one thing. The play on the website is is playing the uh, the still the flash version, and it's pulling from you know it's pulling for uh, it's pulling from the flash version, which is at a lower bit rate to play over the over flash, all that kind of stuff. But um, it, but that should still look even better though because it's coming from a better source. But the flash on iFanboy.com is not in high definition,
0: and that's 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 what you should stick to. No, I'm kidding. So we
2: got a, this crazy
0: idea. We thought <laughs> we're not doing enough, and we're not talking about enough. So, um, so it's, get it's, ready for the iFanboy Mini. And what is the iFanboy Mini, you ask? Well, if you listen to this on Sunday, because uh, you've just downloaded it and you've got nothing else to do, uh, you're going to go on Monday morning to iFanboy or Vision 3, and you're going to find the first of our short daily episodes, the iFanboy Minis. That's right. We're doing video shows...
2: Every single Monday day through Saturday, and those That's and and those are in high definition as well. So now, yes. for six of the seven days of the week, you can watch some sort of video about comic books, which is pretty cool. I think so. It is cool, th- 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 th-
1: but also very frightening. <laughs> So weekday
2: shows are short little
0: shows. They're not twenty minutes because that would kill us. Um, they're going to be you know one three minutes at the most, uh, and and they're just little fun. They'll be either either a quick recommendation, or we'll talk about a book, or we'll do an email, or or we're going to do the shipping list, or do a quick t- uh, talk on the on the on the pick of the week um, before we do the longer discussion here on the audio show. Uh, or just whatever.
2: Now, now it's important to note that for the immediate, once we launch, if you're subscribed to the iFanboy uh, video show through iTunes or whatever RSS thing you might use, you're going to start receiving the iFanboy mini as well. Revision3.com is working hard and we're going to break that out so that you could subscribe to just the mini or just the, the weekly Saturday show, or you could subscribe to everything and just get iFanboy sent directly to your doorstep. So keep a, keep an eye out for that, but just want to know if you're subscribed to the iFanboy video show, you're going to be getting these minis in as well. So those of you with small hard drives. You might want to look. And make sure you're deleting them when you're done watching and all that
1: kind of deal. But yeah, exciting. And Josh, what's the first episode about? Give, give the uh, folks a teaser. Well, uh, it turns out that uh, Saturday,
0: uh, which would have been uh, the fifteenth, yes. is now St. Patrick's Day. Uh, every other year, it's been on the seventeenth, which was Monday. I'm so shocked. We shot the uh, we shot the uh, Irish characters. We just did a little a little a little uh, primer on some on some Irish comic book characters. A Maybe little, you'll learn a little bit about the gay ghost. I a, don't know. A little Irish pride for you. There it is, and it was done by Flanagan. So, what are you going to do with Al? That's great. <laughs> hey.
2: so, so, be sure to go to ifanboy.com on Monday to check out the first um, the first uh, ifanboy mini, or go to revision 3com forward slash ifanboy and get all your stuff there. Um, and we hope and, you all and like and it
1: every other day, except for Sunday, for the rest of our natural lives. Yes, and Sunday you, when
2: you get the audio podcast.
1: Yeah. Oh God, there's a show every week.
2: There's content <laughs> every day. <laughs> <laughs> and we're looking forward to what you all think of it. Despite our self deprecating humor, which we're probably doing too much of, we're, we're actually are really excited about it, and we hope you no, all I'm excited. This, yeah. this is
1: going to be the wacky one. Yeah.
2: fanboy is going to be the uh, you are going to see us devolve into madness. Yeah, and you know, and, we, and we've been say we've been t- telling everybody that we thanked everybody's support, and we got iFanboy.com out, and we've been working hard on this new daily video stuff, and it's not we're not stopping here. So you know, more stuff to come in two thousand eight for my fanboy. So it's just you know, we're just keep we keep giving you what you want. You all said you wanted more, so we're giving it to you. So, and also, you might you want to make sure you go over to ifanboy.com, and that's where you can check out the pick of the week review every Wednesday night. Uh, pick the best comic that came out, as well as the book of the month review once a month. And like we said earlier, you can go to ifanboy.com forward slash comics, see what comics are shipping, pick your favorites, rate and review them, you know, kind of participate in the community. It's a, it's a fun place to be.
0: I'm sorry, can yeah. I give a shout out to Paul Dini and Jonathan Hickman?
2: Yeah, strong, strong weeks from them recently. Both of those guys just
0: slapped it out of the park this week. Yeah, I thought totally. That was fun.
2: So, yeah, so we got great columns every other week from Jonathan Hickman and every week from Paul Dini on Thursdays. So you got to go to ifanboy.com and, and it's the place to be these days.
1: And if you go there and you feel like buying something, you can go to the ifanboy.com store, which is ifanboy.com slash store. You can buy all the books we've mentioned on the video show. You can buy anything you want through Amazon. It helps the show out and it doesn't cost you a damn thing. And you can also go to netflix.com slash ifanboy if you want to get a two-week free trial of the greatest uh, movie service in the history of mankind. And if and if you wanted to
2: get some sort of T-shirt, Josh, what would you do?
0: You would go to com slash ifanboy, <laughs> and you would send in a picture of yourself wearing it. These these pictures exist. I've seen them. <laughs> uh, and then they'll send you stickers, and then we, we would be happy about it too.
2: Yeah. And um like we said earlier, if you wanna email us at contact@ifanboy.com or leave a voicemail at one eight 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 fanboys three two six two six nine seven with any questions or comments. And you could also go to iFanboy.com forward slash about and that's where where you can see all links to the various social networks of the world for both iFanboy as well as us individually, and you could, you know, be friends with us on MySpace or follow us on Twitter or Facebook or whatever you want to do. So uh check it out.
1: Here's the iFanboy video show, aside from the mini, which is the weekly Saturday show with a longer, more in depth show. Yesterday, or this past week's show was WonderCon, WonderPlague, Plague, yep. and next week, I believe... Next week is going to be uh, highlight, highlights from the comics podcasting panel at WonderCon. There was
2: a lot of interesting people on that panel, wasn't there? Yeah, it was. Not- we had uh, ourselves. We had Brian Deemer from Comic Geek Speak. We had Leenie Taylor from I Read Comics, and Chris Neesman from um, from Around Comics. And we've ta- We've done these panels for the past couple of years, and and because they're so long and all that kind of stuff, we haven't been able to really show you those folks at home who couldn't attend. But this time, we've we've taken the ninety minute panel and we've condensed it down into a smaller um, video episode that you can see and enjoy. Here's a tip: I was really hungover. Yes. <laughs> And if you like what you hear, uh, you can go to iTunes and leave a review or better yet, just tell your friends about us and, and let everybody – get the word out. Let everybody know.
0: Click subscribe on everybody's computer you know. They don't have to know about it.
2: <laughs> go to your comic book store and tell everybody. You, know, you got friends at your comic book store. Tell them, hey, I go to this cool site, ifanboy.com. They got a podcast. They got stuff. Go check it out.
0: We'll give you stickers to do that. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and if you like the show and you feel like you want to help out, you can go to donate uh, some cash at ifanboy.com slash donations and you can uh, donate uh, as little as a dollar. <laughs> every, we'll every little bit helps <laughs> we'll take it yeah,
0: that whole seven cents thing though is, is bullshit so don't yeah. do that
2: Yeah, no. Yeah. Do, do, minimum a dollar that, <laughs> apparently that cost us hundreds of dollars <laughs> it really did and you're in trouble <laughs> it's coming out of your check
1: Josh it's coming right out of your check
2: alright so Connor welcome back it was good to have you back um, and we probably should get back to video editing because we got a lot of work to do <laughs> so until
1: next We're week editing. I've been editing during the show I didn't ever stop <laughs> so until next week I'm Ron I'm Connor and i'm rendering, uh josh <laughs>
2: <laughs> rendering oh. is a video
0: term. always oh. rendering
2: oh my god end it please <laughs> <laughs>